0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer Lois Wetzel coming to you live at nine AM Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here. Available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that or just to read what's on my website. Go to hot. PinkLotus.com Also I've published two books so far Edina Energy Medicine from the Stars available on Kindle and Akashic Records Case Studies of Past Lives available on Amazon and Kindle The second book Akashic Records is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives I'm still doing Akashic Records readings so if you're interested Contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. It's 9 a.m. Central Time. And I'm in Houston, Texas, although over the summer I will be broadcasting from other locations. It is two days, uh, June 29, 2012, two days after Venus, thank heavens, finally went direct. A whole lot of people got their um, heads on straight <laughs> again after that, me included, Um and so um, if you're feeling at this point uh, particularly relieved or feeling like things in, are starting to clear up for you, uh, it may have a lot to do with the fact that Venus has gone direct. Um, although it is feeling like it's not really moving forward, it it feels still a bit stationary. It takes a little while for a planet's movement to feel like it's going forward again. But, you know, Venus rules um, not just romance, which would be the obvious thing, but it has a big strong effect on Taurus and Libra, Taurus and Libra. It also has an effect on our plans where money is concerned or where our income is concerned, period, period. Um, and when it's retrograde, a lot of people report not making as much money. So especially if you're in business for yourself, you will probably be very happy that Venus has gone direct. In my last show, which was two weeks ago, I um, talked a lot about guidance. And if, if you're ever curious as to whether or not you're actually hearing guidance or um, spiritual guidance, or some form of distraction, go back and listen to that show. It was two weeks ago, which would have been oh, 14 from 29 is 15. That um, would have been the 15th of June. It gave a lot of really helpful information as to how to tell a difference between uh, helpful spirits and the ones that just want to distract you and lead you down the garden path, as some people would say. Um, One of the things I want to say about guidance is that there are very few original thoughts. There was a time when people understood that spirits speak to us. They speak to us all the time. And it could be angels. It could be guides. It could be the distracting ones that I talked about in the other um, previous show that I just mentioned. But um, there are very few original thoughts, which explains why so frequently there will be people who come up with the same scientific realizations or they start um, working on a, a particular theory at the same time in different locations on the planet and they're not aware of each other because... The spirit world has decided it's time for that to come in to play in the lives of humans. And so they plant the seeds by whispering in people's ears in several locations to make sure that it actually comes into being. Uh, because we are fallible, we humans, and sometimes people don't follow through, so they don't ever plant that seed in just one spot, or they rarely plant that seed in just one spot. There are, of course incredible exceptions like Nikola Tesla. He heard them very well and um, it's pretty commonly known that he was getting most of his ideas, uh, consciously getting his ideas from uh, beings from Sirius B. And if you don't know who Nikola Tesla is, he's probably the greatest scientific mind who lived in the 20th century. Um, Invented all kinds of things that other people got credit for. But anyway... Uh, he was consciously aware that he was channeling or that he was getting, uh, I don't know if channeling is really the word that most people would be comfortable with, but that he was getting information from beings from Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S, by the way. And um, some people are spiritually evolved enough that they know when they're talking to beings from other planets, and that conversation is telepathic, so it's in your head. And um, the way you know it's not your imagination is, like I said in the last show, you get confirmation out in the world of the things they have told you. For example, they give you a bit of information and then you're surfing the web and you find some random website that confirms what they just said, either directly or indirectly. Or someone gives you a book. Or you see a TV show that reinforces it in some way. But I firmly believe, I'm really sure, that there are very few original thoughts. They're mostly things that come from the world of spirit and from spirit beings, which are all around us all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. And um one of my theories about what's what's gonna happen that's at the end of this year that or begin to happen at the end of this year, that's so profound that almost all the ancient calendars point to it as a very special time in the evolution of of human beings, is that we will become, more and more of us, uh, aware of these spirit beings that are around us. We will see them. It will happen gradually, but more and more people will begin to see them, hear them, uh, feel them, be touched by them, you know, like, I'm sure many of you listening have already had a lot of these experiences. I don't think um, people who are uber mainstream and not interested in spirituality, um, unless they seriously need to be woken up, they don't come or awakened, they don't come to this show. This is a a niche show, and uh, it's mainly for the highly spiritually evolved. And I don't say that to stroke anybody's ego. I say that because that's why there's not, there aren't tens of thousands of people listening each week. This this shows for people who are ready for it. And um, it would probably just bore, bore people to tears who are not ready for it. So um, the... The average listener here is not the average person. So many of you have probably already experienced, you know, the sense that someone's in the room having been, you know, like touched on the head or the arm or comforted, or seeing people you love after they passed over to the other side, like maybe upon awakening from a dream or in a dream, seeing someone you love there trying to comfort you, saying, I'm still I'm still alive. I just don't have a body anymore. Um or you know any of a myriad number of of experiences like that they're going to spread they're going to become more often they're going to happen more often they're going to become more widespread more and more people will start to experience this kind of thing and um and then i also believe things are going to happen that we don't have any way of conceiving that it could possibly happen i think other things will be happening that we're just like um completely unable to imagine. But I also believe and know from talking with the spirit world myself that it's a good thing. We're getting ready to enter into a an a time of the golden era of humanity. I don't care what anybody else says. I also know that it's a time when many timelines are going to converge. And you get to choose which one you want to be on. So the people who are rooted in fear and gnashing uh, their teeth, these are the people who are going to probably wind up on a timeline that's um, less pleasant. And I've said this in other shows talking with other people. So what you want to do is focus on what you want, not on what you don't want, especially right now. And uh, somebody's cutting down a tree outside my window, and I'm not under control of that. I'm not in control of that. So uh, hopefully it will be over soon. Um, So I don't know if the show's going to pick it up or not, but it is live. So um, what's going to happen is whatever you expect. And interestingly enough... A lot of people have reported, people who have passed over to the other side or died, whatever you want to call it, and come back, that that's what happens when you die is you get what you expect. And if you read the books, in other words, if you expect to see Buddha, you'll see Buddha. You expect to see Jesus, you'll see Jesus. You expect to see the archangels, you'll see archangels. Until you reach the point in your evolution in the afterlife that you're ready for the next lesson or the next level of understanding of reality. And um, at that point, you will be introduced to the next level or the next stage. So what I'm going to do right now is play a little bit of music until hopefully this noise goes away outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. about that, moved into a different room with the phone. So, back to what we were talking about, and in case you just tuned in, we're talking about following guidance and what we think is going to happen around 2012, at the end, the end of this year, or what I think is going to happen, and as I was saying, many timelines, according to a lot of the uh, Mayan elders, many timelines are converging at the end of this year. And you get to choose which one you want to be on. Some of them have pretty horrible consequences, which is why you've got so many doom and gloomers out there. They sense that this is one of the possibilities. What they may not know is if they focus on that, that's where they're going to wind up. So one of the things we're all going to learn is the importance of consciousness, because frankly, consciousness is everything. Your consciousness determines what your outcomes are so you want to focus on what you want I've said this till I'm a broken record focus on what you want or I feel like one anyway not on what you don't want in other words if what you want is heaven on earth focus on that and if what you want is peace and prosperity a government that's fair to all a world that's Experiencing the golden age of humanity, focus on it, and that's what you'll get. You'll be on that timeline, because consciousness is everything. So we were going back to, I would like to talk about, um, okay, I'm doing stream of consciousness today, so I'm going to say the next thing that pops into my head. And that is uh, some of the interesting experiences I've had recently with doing past life readings. And uh, one of them that comes to mind is it was a great lesson for me. Someone who asked for a past life reading and had some extremely unusual requests. In there, you're allowed to ask three questions and. You know, maybe the guardians of the records will answer those quest- questions. Maybe they won't, but I always let people ask them. This And most people ask questions like, have I ever been with my husband in another lifetime or my wife? Uh, or what did I intend to do with this life if they've asked for the life purpose reading, uh, which is an add-on to the past life reading? Or... Do I have any hidden talents? That sort of thing. This one particular woman wanted to know the name, phone number, email address, uh, mailing address, and other pertinent contact information for the person, and I'm going to change this up a bit factually for the, so as not to uh, implicate anyone. For the person who was supposed to uh, take her on a... A tour of a certain sacred site in uh, Northern Europe. Okay. So I I emailed her back and said, "That's, that's a very unusual request, and I would be very surprised if I got details like that. I don't really know anybody, or maybe there are people who can, but I don't get details like that. What I get are lessons you haven't learned or experiences you've had with other people, And so on. Um, And what the lessons were you were supposed to learn and did not learn. Or what you came to accomplish in this lifetime. What kind of karma you wanted to balance and whether or not you've begun to do that. uh, Things like that. And past lives that uh, you need to know about because of accomplishments that you had. Heroic acts ways in which you gave of yourself on behalf of humanity. But this person was insistent that they wanted those details and that all three of their questions of this person's questions had to do with details like that name address phone number pertinent contact information for this for someone who is supposed to do this for me or that for me. So I just kind of shrugged and said, "Okay. That's what you want to ask. Because I knew the guardians of the records and her higher self and guides would be um, giving her the information she needed. And I've thought, you know, I need to entitle this Don't Shoot the Messenger because what I found out was a past life in which um, she had done something that most people would be very upset to have done and that she had some karmic balancing to do to um, experience the other side of that. And um, sometimes people don't want to hear. This is not often, but sometimes people, at the level of the higher self or soul, there's stuff they want to hear, they need to know so they can get, The work done they're supposed to do in this lifetime. This woman, her her ego. In fact, one of her lessons was uh, getting over spiritual arrogance because it had apparently been going on for a long time uh, throughout many lifetimes. Um, She became enraged that uh, I would say that such a thing happened, and she quoted examples from her version of history, which doesn't match up with the history books, saying how it was impossible to have done what I saw that she had done. So the the point is that not everybody is capable or ready to hear the thing their higher self or soul wants them to hear, and that was an incredible lesson for me in... Um, Reporting what I'm seeing, which I've been doing, you know, for 20 years with these occasional records readings, and having someone attack because they didn't want to see it. Um, incredible lesson for me. And I'm, I'm grateful for it that, um, you know, I need to see all aspects, all possibilities. But um, that's one of the things that, that's hard for me, and that is when somebody doesn't get it, and doesn't do the work. Um, And when I recently had a long talk with Dr. Peebles, channeled by the very able, capable, world-class, trans-channeled summer bacon, and he said I need to let go of wanting to make sure other people get it because it's wearing me out, which it is exhausting. (laughs) And uh, he he kind of said, yeah, if you could do that, it would make you a superpower, wouldn't it? A total superpower, I'm going, yeah. <laughs> so we all have lessons. I'm not you know, I'm not above lessons. I'm still learning, or I wouldn't be here anymore. Um, so most people, though, I'd say the vast, vast majority of people are very grateful for the insight they get from the past life readings. And it's very much my joy to be able to do them uh, because I'm here to heal, help people's souls heal, to facilitate soul-level healing because that's more important than anything. I've also done a lot of physical and emotional healing using energy work. But I I really feel like my number one thing to do with what's left of this lifetime is to um, continue to help people and the process of healing scars to the soul, which is what past life readings, a uh, big piece of what they do, is help heal those scars by helping you understand things while you're alive. For some reason, knowing the reality of what happened in that lifetime, when you are in between lives and not in a body, does not have as deep or profound a healing effect upon the soul as it does when you are in a physical body don't ask me why no one's ever explained that to me but i keep seeing it happen over and over again and experiencing it myself i have the same exact experience it's so much more profound to hear uh well you know after you were uh burned at the stake or whatever happened uh, the revolution you were working on actually was successful because you were burned at the stake or eviscerated or whatever you, you know, or hanged or whatever happened to the, the person who was trying to make change in the world. It's profound. It's profound to experience it while you're in a physical form. Um, so, I. Uh, have had those experiences even recently myself. Dreams. I had a dream last night, or maybe it was the night before, in which dreams are important. You know, they're messages from your your higher self, your soul. Uh, It's how, especially visual images, it's how we get communication from our soul. And in this dream, I was running some sort of app, quite by accident, apparently, didn't intend to be doing this, but just sort of fell into it. Uh, sort of a, a place, rather, seemed to be out in the countryside somewhere, in a hilly place, where people ended up camping out, and some of them came on camels, and some of them came in a cart pulled by oxen, And some of them came uh, in many different conveyances. Many people were on foot. And we all got together and began planting gardens to feed ourselves. And I already had some things to share with them, and I did. We started a, a very beautiful international community of people from all over the world who somehow were guided there. And I'm thinking, I wake up and I'm thinking, what is that about? And then I realized it's about my radio show and the other work that I do, the Adena, where there are people from all over the planet practicing Adena, which is E-D-I-N-A, by the way, energy medicine, and people all over the planet who are ready for um, healing at the level of the soul using the Akashic Records Readings and the people that I teach how to do Adena and Akashic Records readings and so on. So I think it's real important, and I've always done this, when I have a really powerful dream like that, I write it down. And sometimes I go back years later and it makes sense, and sometimes it makes sense immediately. Um and who knows, maybe this one will have, uh, it seems to make immediate sense now, and it may be that later it will make a completely different kind of sense as things unfold. I have seen dreams that I've gone back ten years later and read and went, oh, my God, that was telling me something that was going to happen now, because now it's unfolding. It's a completely different interpretation for the dream. Both were true, the one at the present time and the one ten years later. So, dreams are pretty amazing. So, that has to do with communication from the soul. It's also a great idea not just to write them down, but to do little doodles. You don't have to show them to anybody. I know a lot of people are embarrassed about their drawings, mainly because somebody when they were really little and trying to express themselves said something insensitive like, what's that supposed to be? And as a former art teacher, I would really like to pinch people who say that to children, but um, a smarter thing to say is, tell me about your drawing. so then The child can explain what he's trying to make or draw. Um, But, you know, if you're making art, it can also be like a dream. You can sit down in front of a piece of paper, and children do this all the time, or a blank canvas, and um, your soul just speaks through you and if you just allow whatever happens on that piece of paper to just flow without any conscious direction, just let one line or one shape suggest the next. And that is uh, very much how I painted for many years before I started doing the spiritual work. And then, you know, it takes the same juice. I don't have as much time to make art anymore. So, I'm going to run in there where the computer is and play some more music. Hang on a second. a book that i highly recommend it's pretty new just came out david wilcock w i l c o c k the name of this book is the source field investigation and the source field is another name for um zero point field um, the all that is whatever you want to call it. And one of the things he mentioned or or reminded me of in this book was um, an author whose work has... Oh, by the way, David Wilcock is a reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. Um, And in this book, The Source Field Investigations, David Wilcock reminded me of the work of uh, Michael Newton... And when I had a metaphysical bookstore here in Houston, I sold a whole bunch of his books. I really um, highly recommend his work as well. The first book is called Journey of Souls. And this man um, was a hypnotherapist. And he accidentally, while asking someone to go back in time to the point when a particular issue began to bother them, went back prior to their actual birth to um, a previous life and mentioned, um, and that's called a regression, which is different than what I do, but uh, they mentioned that point in between lifetimes, and he was rather shocked But the information that he got was so good that he decided that he would try that with more of his clients with their permission. He compiled a huge body of data over a long period of time, many, many, many years, without ever reading a book on that subject himself so that he wouldn't be influenced by the current writing on the subject. He wanted to be completely neutral, which is deep wisdom trying to remain neutral and just hearing what he's hearing from his clients. And um, what he discovered was uh, that people um, have different levels of spiritual evolution as souls, but there's no judgment or um, any ideas of somebody being better than somebody else in that world where we're not in physical form. And what he says is that... uh, As I recall, the younger souls uh, give off white light. In other words, when we're out of the body, our souls have a color dependent upon how evolved our souls are. That pure white is a younger soul, and with um, advancement, this light of the soul becomes more dense, and it moves into orange and yellow and green, and finally up into the blue ranges, and um, ultimately into the purple and indigo, deep, deep colors um, in the master souls, which is extremely fascinating to me, because in meditation, sometimes you can see um, your soul and you can see the light that comes from your soul and you get to see what color you are, which happened to me, actually. Um so his second book is called and this is again Dr. Michael Newton. His second book book is called Destiny of Souls. And in it he talks about things like um what happens in between lives like we study our previous lives to see where where we made a mistake and how we would do it differently in the next lifetime or the next time we encounter such an experience or how we wish we'd done it differently in that lifetime. And not only that, when it comes time to reincarnate, we choose our parents. We uh, go to a guide that has to do with planning things using the astrology of the in other words, the pull that the planets have upon us, and they do have a definite pull and a definite influence, and also um, who we're going to meet at what point in time and what they're going to be there to help us accomplish, to trigger in us a memory that we're supposed to be doing this, that, or the other thing. And then we get to choose. If You know, while we're having an ego and in a physical form and when we have a body and we get to choose what we're going to do next, and sometimes we just have to repeat the same lessons, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and that's okay, because almost nobody gets it all right the first time, and he also says that we uh, we pick uh, the possible parents and the situation and that there are several to choose from, and we kind of review, okay, these parents would give me that, that, and that, and Yeah, but over here, this family in this other part of the world would do this, that, and that for me. And, hmm, which one do I want to experience? And uh, I think that's all very interesting, and I want to highly recommend, again, as I have for many years, Michael Newton's book, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. And uh, this new book that David Wilcock just came out with, Source field investigations or the source field investigations started out as YouTube videos that he was doing. Um, and if you go to YouTube, David, W-I-L-C-O-C-K, he's got an awful lot of free teaching on there. Pretty awesome guy. Um, and that grew into a book. And what he was doing and is still doing um is pulling together all the latest scientific discoveries and making them available to us to understand and know about and uh, apply. And let me tell you some of the things he talks about in this book. that uh, It's just beyond mind-boggling. For example, a man who was invited because he made friends with a, a young Tibetan student when he was uh, in college, in, invited when he was in Tibet to come see some Tibetan monks levitate gigantic blocks and float them up thousands of or hundreds, I guess, feet. Don't quote me on that. I don't know how many feet. Way up in the air, up the side of a cliff where they were building a wall, but there was no way to get there except by climbing a rope. So they used sound technology, and he describes it in great detail, how they used sound technology to float these several-ton blocks straight up and into place. And occasionally the sound would be too intense for the blocks, and they would just shatter, and so these monks would push them out of the way and start over again. But these were precisely tuned instruments Um at certain angles to this block, which was sitting on a particular shaped block, a block that was shaped in a particular way, and sound technology was used to levitate these blocks. He also talks about, this is spiritual technology, by the way, and he also talks about how um, if you can create through meditation a certain coherence in your energy field, Um, there are ways that are still known by certain indigenous people um, how to levitate. And he cites examples of Westerners, meaning, you know, Europeans, Americans, Australians, that sort of Canadians, um, witnessing levitation. And he explains theoretically how it works. And it's all based in meditation, which, you know, a I've said that there's another one I've said to am blue in the face, and I'm sure people who've listened to very many of my shows um, are a little tired of that word meditation, but again uh, that's how you build spiritual muscle, and I'm putting muscle in quotes because it's not really muscle, but this is how you develop inner technology, spiritual technology, and um, this is how the light beings who do not require spaceships to move through space and time. This is part of how they do that, is they uh, are spiritually evolved to the point that their technology is beyond anything we can imagine, and it does not involve machines. It involves uh, inner technology. It's inside your mind, inside your spirit, uh, on the inner planes, as it were. Uh, I have a sense that I'm going too fast, here telling you about too many things in one show but if you've got a piece of it that you're interested in grab it and go do a little research uh, source field investigations David Wilcox, Wilcock, W-I-L-C-O-C-K uh, Michael Newton Dr. Michael Newton Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls those are the books I've mentioned today Um there are some pretty astounding things. I mean, I have just barely scratched the surface on some of the astounding mind boggling things that David Wilcock has um pulled together, including some very current um, scientific developments. let's call it that, and he talks about things like the pineal and the pineal gland and the third eye. Um, and in the preface of the book he calls, talks about a future beyond our wildest dreams and i'm I'm on the same page with David Wilcock. I'm here to tell you that that's the timeline i'm gonna be on i I really hope you join me there um, and uh, I'll tell you some of the names of his uh well, in chapter one, he talks about free energy and the consequences of free energy consciousness is chapter 2 eternity and the universal mind chapter 3 is about the pineal gland and the third eye 4 is thinking with the field as in the source field chapter 5 is a question are we living in a lucid dream 6 chapter 6 a precession of prophecies chapter 7 shedding new light on the great pyramid chapter 8 Pyramid power, our key to the golden age. Chapter 9, the source of the source field. Chapter 10, energetically driven evolution. And so on. Let's see. Time. He talks a lot about time, gravity in the source field, what is matter dematerialization, teleportation, time travel, and then he talks about gravity and its opposite, which is levity, which you will find that see we're in we're in space time. But the flip side of that is time space, and that's where levity exists. Things levitate, things float, and we are in the place where gravity exists. Things sink down. You go back you jump up, you come back down. He also talks about geometry, sacred geometry, and that's that's a huge topic right there. Um, and how piezoelectric energy is generated by shapes. And he talks about the mind calendar and the gateway to intelligent infinity and time slips, time warps, and vortex phenomena. Oh, yeah, vortex phenomena. Good golly, Miss Molly, that one blew my mind. Um, so... I highly recommend source field Investigations. And I'm hoping to put some things out there that you guys, as you're listening live or in the archives, will uh, pick up the thing that you go, aha, or oh my gosh, I want to know about that, and go look it up. Go on the Internet, find a book, follow guidance. Follow your own guidance. Okay, we're going to play a little bit more music. And we're almost done. Let me remind you that I have A free email newsletter And the purpose of that newsletter I've been doing this for about 12 years Is that you know One of my tasks One of my life missions Is to educate Um, And you know I studied that in college too And I have been Educating ever since Um, One thing or another And So that's a giveaway. It doesn't cost anything and I don't send out very many um emails. I don't keep your inbox clogged and I uh don't share I'm stingy with your email. I don't share it with anybody. I think that's stinky when people do that when they sell your email address and I don't do it. So if you want to sign up for that, just go to my primary website hot pink lotus.com and I've got some free stuff on there too if you look on the right hand side there is a link you can click on called free stuff and inside there you'll find um, articles, a link to articles I've written and also uh, meditations Uh, and if you don't know how to meditate but you think sitting quietly and thinking is meditating it's not And there's some free meditations on there you can listen to on your computer. Just lie down and close your eyes or sit up straight in a comfortable chair and close your eyes and listen to the meditations Um, and enjoy. Thanks for being here and uh, talk to you next Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time, which is, I think, about 3 or 4 uh, in London, and I do have a lot of listeners over there in that part of the world. Thank you for being here. This is Lois Wetzel. Again, the music is Karunesh, K-A-R-U-N-E-S-H, Karunesh, Karunesh. and Call of the Mystic. MYSTIC is the name of this album. The music comes from Karunesh. Go buy his music, it's wonderful.